Nigga, you did this shit with Fifth on the roof. Yeah, but remember, I was behind Fifth. Yeah. Oh, when 50 was talking, you could see me with the green jacket. That's a legendary shit. That's, that one was like... What's, yo, people talk... Like, there's some legendary, like, DVD series. Yeah. And, like... I don't... You, you probably just too big to even get your flowers for that shit now. Nah. Like, you've done bigger shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are classic moments, though. Yeah. Yo, I got vlogs of when I was a DJ and just trying to do three parties in a night, like, and I ain't gonna lie to you, it means more to me than it might mean to people because people, yeah. it's so many people looking now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigga, well, how was then, though? That was, that was crazy. Like, even, even that part with 50, I remember, um, I went to the office and 50 was just like. You can, you can hear him good, by the way? Yeah, yeah. Hold on, let me angle this mic over. I'm big on audio. This is my shit. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, man. right here, you good. Yeah. Closer or you got? Yeah, no, you, you. Uh, Yeah, man. I remember I was um remember when fifty used to be uh we used to do like like pimping curly and do all that shit. Yeah. And I used to do the cocaine city DVDs. So I used to go in there and just um I used to fuck with Nelson, Gabby, and everybody everybody used to be up in there and I used to just go up in there and fifty used to give me wild footage. But but, but this is before pimping curly. This is early, early. Like yeah. fifty like fifty look Straight on the block, nigga. Yeah, so so this is like 2003. Yeah, this is like 2003, 2004. Yep, I went up there in the office. Yeah, there was there, there was definitely that hunger, and it was um was up there, and he was like, "Yo, you want the interview?" I'm like, "Hell yeah!" And he was like, "Let's go to the roof." Yo, w- what's your business strategy then? He was on one. He was, yeah, he was on one. He was on one. Was he mad? Like, what was he mad? Like, he was mad at somebody. No, he was in the office. So whatever moment I caught 50 on, he was just in the office, and he was just like, you know, he was going through something. I guess he had just probably cracked his first 40 million, and he had like, so much to prove. You know what I'm saying? He was just like, yo, he went to the roof, and I had the cameraman catching it, and he was just like, he just started going off. He said, you going to make 100 big ones, nigga? Yo, but yo, that's one of the most inspirational videos to this day in hip hop. Yeah. There's a few of them. One was when I don't even know if it's inspirational, but it's like celebratory. Like yeah. one was when Diddy's in an office and he yeah. just closed the deal and he's wilding out. Yeah. One is is definitely Fifty on that roof because when Fifty was on the roof, bro, like he says some, he dropped some gems that I still take to this day. Yeah, it's like yo, no, that, that that roof one, and it was like Cocaine City was like we had just. Like made our way in, and it was just like, it was basically like yeah. the academics of the game. Like, yeah. Like exactly what you're doing. We had just made our way in, and and it was our moment. And Fifty was like, you know, he, he definitely showed love. We went up to the roof, and he just went off. That was that was like one of those. I was like, oh yeah, we got one. Damn. That was posted right behind him. I ain't had no beer, no nothing. I was just. I know. Yeah, I was just in the Yo, green. Yo, first of all, French. <laughs> The, the, there's many transformation and evolution of French, but <laughs> I remember watching you, man, I remember watching you and Max B for such a long time to yeah. see where you transformed to yeah. and evolved to is like you amazing. You sent me that video. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's no, fire. But, but, but think about where you were at then, right? Yeah. It's like, man, did you ever see this happening? I mean, being, being an artist was always the, um, the goal at the end of the road. I'm saying, I think being an artist was always, but I didn't know how I was gonna get to be the artist. Every fucking DJ had had a, a, a artist. 
It was like Green Lantern had Uncle Murder, K Slay had Pat Poose, rest in peace. Um, DJ Envy had Paul Kane, um, Clue had Fab. I'm like, yo, there's no way I'm gonna get on because they're not playing your record. Say, so shot the Green Lantern, he played straight cash. That was like, you know, I was like, okay, finally, I'm not signed to him. But you wasn't getting on that radio unless you was with a DJ. So, mm. so I was like, yo, these Cocaine City DVDs, it got to be the way. We was watching Smack DVD, and he was the only one. He was the only one doing it. I'm like, yo, he ain't got no competition. Me and my man sat down. We knew Pee Wee Kirkland back in the day because I used to play ball in Pee Wee Kirkland program. And I was like, yo, Pee Wee, let's do this. And we, we knew uh, a bunch of other artists. We, we, we just start called the Drugs on Music. And we just started with the first Cocaine City. Second one. Then the third one is when we got the, we got 50. God, that was the third one? No, no, the third, the second one. Third or the second one. Yo, friend, I'm, I'm going to tell you how much you evolved. Like, I just remember seeing you then. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Like even even the fit you was wearing then compared yeah. to now. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Like Celine. Like I, Low Bussy. key, Bussy. And before I say this, I gotta say a pause with it. Like, I know a lot of bitches who really fuck with you. Like, yeah, like yeah. it's almost like you started appealing to women more. You're yeah. appealing to everybody more. Yeah. You, back then, you just looked like a hood nigga. Yeah. Like I remember watching that and just even like, yo, wait, French was shot in his head. What the fuck? Like that was just so fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I look at you now and I'm like, yo, when I think about French, I think about just opulence. Yeah, Great no. lifestyle, living no, living luxury. I appreciate it, bro. Yeah, Which def- you've came a long way, nigga. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man. You know, back then it was Black Skellies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beefing with the whole New York. Damn. Yeah, it was always on, 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 on go mode. But, you know, as you grow, you realize that your, 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 uh, your trophies is really, your trophies is really your growth. You know what I'm saying? Like, what can you show for your career? It's interesting because, you know, I just even posted on my page, mm-hmm. you just signed, you know, T-Dot, D-Thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Those are rappers who I feel like, you know, it's more comparable to you early on in your career where yeah. they're in the midst of shit, yeah. a lot of beef, a lot of issues going yeah. on. Yeah. I haven't been somebody who's been through it. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, there used to be just like, I remember when, you know, 
because I used to be cool to all the DJs and promoters. No. They would try to book, you know, people for parties. No. When they told my booking French no. and the Colt boys, this is like, yo, man, you know, there's going to be some shit happening. Yeah. How much security you got? Yeah. These days... I see French. Yo, me and French went to a Richard Milley party. <laughs> yo. <laughs> yo, yo, French. We call, uh, we call um, 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 Serena Williams and yo. her sister. We was like, yo, coming to the VIP. They came. They was chilling with me and uh, and act. Nah, that was no. I gotta moment. be honest. I gotta give credit to French for this. French gave me an amazing experience. <laughs> this is in Miami. French pulled up, and by the way, I looked at French differently that night. Because I'm like, I'm still looking at him at, from the rap lenses, yeah. but I'm not realizing how this guy has taken advantage of the opportunity and just uh, of just like being popular and famous and even, you know, being in these circles. Like, he's cool with these motherfuckers. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, like he introduced me to, I, I think we ran to Larsa Pippen, uh, um, um, Serena Williams, like just random people yeah. there. It was like, I'm in there like, yo, this got to be like the closest to the Illuminati I'm going to get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you met, you met the owner of Richard Millie. Exactly. In that VIP space. You know, definitely, man. I mean, yeah. You, I mean, I remember back in the days when I would try to, try to get security, they'd be like, nah, you unsecurable. I heard that from security before. Security said you're unsecurable. <laughs> uh, back, back in the days, because, like, you know, hip-hop police would let you know, like, you know, like there's certain people that was on the list. Mm. And we was on that list heavy. Me, Max, and the whole, nah. How'd you no shake that shit? Um, I shook that shit when I couldn't when I when I couldn't really make the money I wanted to make. You know what I'm saying? Beef became. I started to feel like I was handicapped. I couldn't handle nothing. I was like, you know, just just in a handicapped space. I couldn't move. You know, and that's when I realized, you know, too much too much beefing. And we was beefing for real. Like people was like dying, and this and that. And it was just like it was it was blocking a lot of money. People don't want to touch you. You know what I'm saying? You know, your rap friends, somebody gets shot, your rap friends stop picking up, the label stop picking up. Mm. Nah, it gets, it gets crazy. You know what I'm saying? It gets crazy. But now it's even crazier because really? they, they getting life insurance on artists. At least back then we didn't have that. Somebody told me that shit. Yeah. Is a label signing an artist in good faith if you're taking a life insurance out of them? Nah, you're praying, on, you're praying on his death. You're praying on making millions on his death. Or are they being realistic, though? Both. They're being realistic. And, they, you know, you're supposed to have life, you know what I'm saying, life insurance anyway. But when the label does it, if you don't have one, that's crazy. Hey, so you, I heard you say this. You were walking out of someplace, and they caught you the quick interview real quick. And you were just talking about, you know, really how rappers are being targeted. It's kind of, being, it's kind yeah. of dangerous to be a rapper. Not only do you have enemies who are probably jealous of you, they're trying to get you, yeah. but also the police, especially in New York. If you try to protect yourself, which really you can't protect yourself, yeah. you know, um, they're going to try to get you. Um, you survived many eras of this shit. Yeah. It's right. no way you think now is more dangerous than when you was running around with all them niggas. And like, I, I felt like. No, now is more dangerous because it's easier to get caught. Why? You know what I'm Back, now, as social media wasn't as heavy. Remember, we was doing DVDs. So we when, when we was beefing. We was capitalizing off it at the same time. You would see the commercial for the new DVD coming out yeah. next month. Nowadays, the first outlet get it is out there, and there's retaliation. Uh, and the, and yeah, Instagram is so quick when it's like one day uh, a full war go on. Yeah, back, one day a full beef and like something might happen tomorrow. Yeah, back okay. then that, that would take months. 
for one beat. You know what I'm saying? That, mm. it, would, it would take months. It wasn't nothing for us to upload nothing. You know what I'm saying? And that's when YouTube came. And when YouTube came and the world star, that's when world star, you had to go to YouTube and see all the little boxes. Yeah, yeah. That's when me and Max used to be sitting down and be like, yo, look at, you know what I'm saying? But now it's like it's in your phone. You have a, so now it's more dangerous. And, 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 and you have, you have a, a camera on you at all times. Can't really do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Look what happened to everybody. Everybody locked up. I, I, we I, I, was drill music before drill music. Me and Max and and, and we we was, you know what I'm saying? Pretty much beef music is drill music. Yeah. Like if you constantly beefing and you're living it, yeah. You moving with extra security, bulletproof cars, yeah. you you thinking about, hey, you just did somebody on a, a, a on somebody, some DJ's mixtape. Yeah. And that nigga might if he see you might try to retaliate. That is yeah. drill. Exactly. Now I I guess you're right. So drill now is just a sped up version. That's what I'm saying. Because now now a nigga gonna know. You post it on your story, fuck him. You drop the song, yeah. saying fuck him. When he see you tomorrow, it's on. Yeah, nowadays they he might wanna, have to look for you. They want to, they want to go, they want to go to your grave and do a TikTok. <laughs> oh man, what do you feel about that? <laughs> that's crossing the line. <laughs> but that's, that's what they want to do. <laughs> that's what they want to do. Like you know, the, the, you know what I mean? These young kids, they want you know, my people and go to go to the grave and you know what I'm saying? They want to fold you, go in there and do the TikTok. Did, did you? Is, is there a point you think? Yo, it's just getting too far. I just feel like they, they, they're young enough to do a bid and come home. That's, you know what I'm saying? It's like ain't nobody on the right, nobody that got real money moving like that. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like that's interesting. I just feel like negativity spreads faster, and they see it as a way, as a way to make money. That's like how me and Max saw it. That's like how everybody's seen it. You know, it's like how Fifty seen it. It's just like how NWA seen it when they said "fuck the police." I feel like at, at at every artist, you know, that on on a the come up, they you every artist have to go through that 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 situation where you 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 pick a beef and you and you realize what that beef gonna get you and you're gonna learn your experience from it. If you make it out of it, because if you beef with somebody big enough, some niggas don't make it back. You know what I'm saying? So for us to be in the game for, since I dropped first Cocaine City DVD since 2003. Jeez. I've been beefing since then. I've been beefing my whole life with That's everybody. 20 damn years. With everybody. You know what I'm saying? So I learned that I didn't make real money. With real, bro, I just did a ginger ale commercial. Really? Yeah, bro. I just did a ginger ale commercial. <laughs> no. No, I just did a deal with Rolex, bro. No rapper did a deal with I just did a deal with Rolex. Like, you, you, you had an image cleansing, though. I'm telling you. Yeah. Yo, the French that... Was in 2010 when I thought about French Montana. Yeah. I'm thinking this is a hood nigga that is straight problems. Yeah, fuck brand brand friendly. Yeah, he's he's not friendly to life. That's what I'm saying. And that's safety. That's how he was moving. These days it's like you want to be partying where French is at. Yeah, like did it take a mentality change though? Yeah, hell yeah, bro. Mentality, bro. I'm in the middle of Brooklyn, in the middle of the street. Shooting a forty off at some, you know what I'm saying? Like some, now I can't even say the name. Then Mano right right across from there, Mano calling me the next day, like yo friend, oh now nah, you wildin', this and that. Like it was certain situations where I had to pick myself back up. I'm like yo bro, it's either I'm a I'm a elevate or I'm a just gonna gonna throw everything out, everything that we lost chinks for. 
my brother Max B doing 75 years, my other brother deported, my mother done sacrificed for us to come over here from Africa, like how you is from, from Jamaica, and, 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 and everybody done sacrificed, and I'm over here shooting guns off, running around with guns. I don't even have my papers, bro. I could get deported. Wow. I could be like Sean Poe, and everybody will forget about me. You know what I'm saying? It would be the same scenario. But at the end of the day, I was like, yo, it got to be a certain situation that's better than this. I can't I can't keep beefing. And these guys, I know they're just doing it because of whatever it is. So if we both played that game, we both made our music. Now, where do we go from here? Where's the bag? Where's the real bag at? Do you consider yourself lucky or smart? I consider myself luckier than smart. Because mm. everybody that got hit never knew how they got hit. It's not, it's not a situation of being smart. Is it, is it the bad place at the wrong time? Is, 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 you know, can't trust nobody. You know, when I got set up, it was homies from, from the inside when I got shot. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. So you never know where it come from. Life as a rap star and now without God, Tupac said it. And, it's, and, 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 it, and it was never a real line than that in hip hop. I'm saying, because look, look, look at Pop Smoke. He had a gun on him when they ran in the house. Did he? Yeah. Oh, shit. And I heard, like, he popped one of them. Yeah, I did hear that, too. You know I've been hearing conflicting reports. I, like, we just seen the Nipsey trial kind of conclude. I, I, I'm interested in that Pop Smoke uh, um, thing because I think there's a lot of things at play. I think, you know, especially coming from the East Coast, there's this myth about L.A. is just so... Yeah. It, it, it's, it's just taking so many people from the from the east or not from that region. Yeah, I mean, I, don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't know if he popped one of them allegedly. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. That's what they're saying. But it it's just certain situations you're not going to be able to. You got to go through your lessons in life. You know what I'm saying? It happened to every artist. Chinks, he went through the same situation that I went through when I got when I got popped. From the grace of God, Allah, I made it through. Chinks wasn't able to make it through. You know what I'm saying? Um, Nipsey Hussle, the same thing. I was able to make it through. Everybody, 50, she got shot nine times. You know what I mean? He, he was able to make it through. Certain artists was able to make it through. You know what I mean? And, 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 and that's just the chances and the shit you got to go through. It's sad, but we live in a real, we live a real life out here. Did, did they ever get like the, 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 I don't know if there was a motive behind I remember when Chinks died, I remember waking up. He died on my birthday. Crazy. And, you know, I do the news. Yeah. And... My day was instantly ruined. Yeah. From right. the moment I woke up, May yeah. 17th, I forgot what year. Um, but that moment where I had to report his death, it was just like a black cloud that just hung over the whole day. Yeah, Everybody right. was reacting like, you know, people were just in disbelief. They did catch somebody or whatever the case yeah, is. That, they, they always ask me this one thing I regret in my life was, was me not making him stay with me in L.A. Because me and him, it was me, Chloe, and him and Malika and Chinks was like yo I'm not going with y'all to, to Coachella I'm like yo Chinks you gotta come you gotta come he's like nah I'm about to go home with my family and this and that now I respected it you know what I'm saying cause I was like alright you, you done with the Hollywood vibes you wanna go back to the fam and you know I was all for it but I should've told him nah you gotta stay with me cause we working towards something you know what I'm saying we about to go to Coachella perform woo Go, go, you know, mingle over there. So he just came back to Queens. And that was the only time I wish I would have just, like, fought him. We were both drunk. We were both high. We was like, yo, I was like, you know what I mean? I ain't going to. It was one of those. But who would have thought? You know what I'm saying? Of course. But that's, yeah, but, but that was one of those situations. 
life is such a thing where, like, you know, I've always said it, it's the same with life and, you know, even gambling to a certain extent where if you could play it backwards, you'd make all the right decisions. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, you got to live the experiences and, you know, it, it's, it's unpredictable. Mm-hmm. It's unpredictable. So, I mean, like, all those things happen. I mean, how did, how did like, the death of Chinks like I, I know, I mean, when I, when I listen to your music, which by the way, we, we got to talk about Montagan a bit. Yeah. Um, this, I always hear you mention a few people. Yeah. Max get a shout out every record. Yeah. You feel me? You know what I mean? I'm mean, not I, I do it for them. I do it for them. I feel like you know, those put it like this. Chinks went on every tour with me since I started. Right after Max B got locked up, me and Chinks just got closer. Like Chinks gave me pop that. You know what I'm saying? Like Chinks. Really? Like, yeah. Chinks gave me pop that. Shout, that shout, shout out to Lee on the beats. He came through to the studio and I was just working on my album. And he just and and and, and um Chinks just pressed play on pop that. I was like, what is this? And he gave it to me. And I remember I was so careless, I went to Ross crib and I played it for Ross. He, <laughs> <laughs> Ross said, I got to add it. Yeah. Yo, by the way, you and Ross, two of the most amazing ears yeah. in the game. I think both for, for talent and for beats. Thank you, bro. So, so when you heard it and you knew it's a hit, yeah, when you play it for Ross, Ross you know he going to think it hit too. Yeah, so as soon as I heard it, I heard I heard two people in it. I heard, I heard Drake on it and I heard Ross on it. I remember I had Drake number. I just texted to him. Drake hit me back the same night. He was like, yo, check your email. He did the same night? He did the same night. No he, was in, he was in Europe. I remember this exactly. And I remember I was with Ross because we was working on, um, we was working on Ross, um, Rich Forever, mixtape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just, Classic, did, we, had just did, we had just this straight off the boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we was working on Stay Scheming. It was around that time. And um, I came into the crib and, and Rose, and I, and, I, and I played it for Ross. Ross did a verse. So I ain't even tell Ross about the Drake verse yet. So Ross hit me like, yo, um, what you doing with Pop That? You know me, I was making so much music. I'm like, yo, Rose get whatever he want out of me. You're open with, you're open with like so many songs. Like, do you ever tell a nigga no? Like, yo, bro, this is my shit right here. Yeah, yeah, so this is what happened. Yeah. So Rose's like, yo, I, I did my verse. And he, he called me, I'm in, the, I'm in the middle of the road. He was like, yo, can I have it? Chink's right behind me. I put him on speaker. He was like, yo, what you doing with Pop That? I'm like, you know, I was coming up. So I'm thinking if he was as a single, it's still a good look for me. You know what I mean? I had Shot Caller, and I had uh, uh, Ocho Cinco, and I had just dropped Mac and Cheese 3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was fire. Sanctuary and all this shit. So my shit is ringing. So he's like, yo, can I have it? I'm like, yeah. Nigga Chinks tapped me on my shoulder. Yo, Playboy, if you're going to give him that record, give me my record back. Because <laughs> there ain't no way I'm letting that record go. <laughs> I look at Chinks. I'm like, yo, Rose, hold on. Until I spoke to him for like five minutes, I'm like, yo, bro, big bro. Like, nah. So I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, Rose. If he didn't, Ross would have had it. I'm like, yo, Rose, nah. And you know, matter of fact, Drake did a verse on it anyway. So, and I'm about to took it to Wayne. So I took it to Wayne. I went to a Wayne concert. And me and Wayne was chopping it up in the back. And uh, he was like, yeah, give it, give it to Tez. So I had gave it to Tez. So I remember the pop that was just about to come out. It was me. Drake and Ross. Like Wayne didn't get on it yet. Like the night, the night was supposed to come out. I get a call from Wayne. Like, yo, what the fuck is this? And he just sent, he sent in the verse. 
I press play. That nigga said, bitch, stop talking that shit. He recorded the, the, the night the it was supposed to. last night. Jeez. The last night, right before the show was about to come out. So that, yeah, that, that record was a special record. Now, I remember sending that record to Puff. I'm like, yo, I got, I got a smash. Nigga Puff go pick up the phone and he like, it sounded like a cool mixtape record. No way. I was like, yo, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo Puff. I don't know where you might be in the steam room. No, 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 no. Wait, wait. Was he on his last train of Paris vibe then? Because yeah. if he was on that vibe, it's, yeah. it's like, yo, ah. Yeah, it was like, it was like 2000. He's probably thinking, ah, uh, sound like a little upgraded version of Ocho Cinco. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, he was, he was, he was definitely. He was definitely in the steam room or something. He, he couldn't hear it that good. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yeah, but, but, but like, you know, by the way, and, and you know, even to touch on um, like Mac and Cheese 3. Yeah. I think that was a very important tape for you because yeah. I, I, I think you mixed some mainstream sounds with what I believe is your core audience. Yeah. It's hilarious when I like post you sometimes and people be like, Yo, we only have features to center. I'm like, yo, huh. well, y- y- you're not a French fan. Yeah. Like, if you're a French fan, you're going to go back to the mixtapes, yeah. where number one is primarily him. Yeah. Number two, it's a different sound than what you probably hear on a mainstream level. Yeah. But what you're good at is knowing that, okay, this might work here, but if I'm trying to hit number one on the billboards, I might have to go with this sound, which I think this is smart. Yeah. And some people, they're stuck in their ways. They're like... No, I'm just a lyrical rapper. Like, yeah. what you mean I got to dumb it down for a number one? Yeah, yeah. You know That's what I mean? What and on that on that project, I loved it from even the intro. You gave core fans what yeah. they loved. You know what I mean? Florence of course, you, you, you going to have, you, there was a bunch of Harry Fraud on it. Yeah. Right? And then you still had those songs that could go. The Ocho Cinco's. And exactly. All those joints, yeah. So, you know, and, 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 I, and I wanted to even just super fast forward, even though we're going to jump back and forth. To even you drop in Montega. And first of all, I want to ask you, do you think this is your best album? I think so. I think it's one of them, top three. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Now, people might think I'm bullshitting. This is one of my most enjoyable albums for you. Because I've always been a mixtape French fan. Yeah. Now, I'm a fan of, obviously, your big songs that yeah. go crazy. Yeah. But, like, if I'm going to listen to a project, I'm going to listen to the mixtape shit. Yeah. You feel me? And um, and I think we texted back and forth yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, you know, because yeah. yeah, when I heard Blue Chills, I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, you were like, this is crazy. I'm like, I'm like he, finally, yeah. he finally doing it on an album level. Yeah. What we wanted him to do, but, but granted, it was, he did mixtapes, a bunch, a bunch of them. Why did it take this long to lock it on the album with Harry Fraud? I had a bucket list. And the bucket list consists of, you know, I, I only got four albums, and three of them was pl- platinum, one is on the way to go, and I wanted to get a diamond record. Mm. So that was the first on the bucket list. Yeah. You got that. The, yeah, I mean, I'm the first male artist from the Bronx to go diamond, the mecca of hip hop. That's a crazy milestone accomplishment. First male artist from the Bronx. And that's, the, and that's the 
and the first born artist out of Africa to go diamond. And I might have the biggest Afro song to ever come out of Africa. I don't forget about the. Are, are we considering? Is it Afro beat or just African song? Because, because I mean, I mean, I mean the biggest. Both. Actually, it is Afro beat. Yeah. I don't think there's an Afro song that went diamond yet. Mm. I mean, besides the only the only one that got pop, but but he's not he's not African born. Was Drake, but did it go diamond? I don't think one dance. Went yeah, diamond. yeah, one dance. I don't think it's there yeah. yet. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, okay. So so I had a, I had I had certain things. You weren't thinking diamond though. Stop it, French. I knew. No, nah, I, I knew. I knew that. Off the rip. Nah, I, nah, I wasn't thinking. Like, like when, when you're coming up with, like, how do you even come up? Like, even now, how do you come up with like a vision board, a bucket list, whatever you want to call yeah. it? Because I'm trying to get into the mindset you were at when you're saying you wanted a diamond record. Yo, diamond records just seem so far yeah. out of reach. Yeah. Yo, a nigga hits gold. Yeah. Yo, a nigga hit 10 million streams on Spotify, they lit. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, 10 million streams, they lit. <laughs> diamond is like a whole different monster. It could be like a nigga, a whole, a whole press kit, right? Like, yo, put all your records together. It, diamond, your kids could probably perform that record. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, it's, 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 such, it's, such, it's such a far-fetched, like, milestone that... You don't even think about it. It's got to come to you. Like, that shit just got to hit. And, it, and you, I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that or, or like, like just the way they wanted me to rap in New York. You know what I'm saying? Mm. At the, like, like, to hit them type milestones. You know what I'm saying? Because I've seen, I, I seen a lot of artists try to do it. You know what I'm saying? From the Jay-Z's to certain people, Lil Wayne, to a bunch of people. And I'm like, yo, how can I, like, pass this? How can I get this? You know what I mean? So I was like, yo, maybe I just got to do this, do that. I mean, I tried everything. You got to remember, it all starts here. It starts from French Montana dropping the Mac and Cheese series, dropping the Coke Wave series with Max B, dropping Chopper Chopper Down, dropping New York Minute, dropping a whole series of Cocaine City DVD, doing all that and still don't have a deal. Wait, you had a deal that? Nope, did not have a deal. You had a deal by Chopper Down. no. I put all that work and still didn't have a deal. I had offers, but it wasn't nothing close to the grind that I put in. After Chopper Chopper Down, Max B got locked up. It was right around that time. Boom, I became the most black boy artist. No deal. And I'm sizzling in the streets on fire. That's why I dropped Casino Life. Yeah. I went down south. So I had to go down south. And ch- the chopper sound, I had changed my sound. Chopper, chopper down. I changed my sound. I went out to the table walker, do a bunch of shit down south. Then I blew up down there with the chopper, chopper down. Then I came back to New York. When I came back to New York, I was already on fire down south. Yeah, I remember. That. You did get some criticism for going down south though, because yeah. that's when you heard some people like, yeah. Some of these people, they going down south, blah, blah, but blah, blah. Nick, and Nikki did it. Yeah. Because New York, New York just lacked on showing artist support uh, at, when I was coming up. And Nikki would tell you that. Whoever it is that was coming up in New York at that time. And if they do show them support, they don't want them to blow up nowhere else. And they keep you in the box stylistically, too. Yeah. You know, like, the, the beats you were rapping, like, Chopper Chopper Down, um, people... It, it, it was interesting. It's a hot song, but they were like, yeah, he's rapping on a down south beat. Yeah. Like, th- that time it was so... I, I don't even think they embraced, like, anything with 808s at that time. That's like what New I'm York. saying. So it was the same talk again. Uh, there was like, yo, chop it, chop it down, and you got 
Waka on it, Gucci on it, Three Six Mafia on it, or you can't do uh, make make a hit record by yourself. All right, this is 2009, 2010. I came back and I cracked them. Shot caller, mm. boom. When I had dropped Shot Caller with just me, that's when my offers came. That was in. Harry Fraud, right? Yeah, that was yeah. Harry Fraud. So that's when my first offer came in. You know what I'm mm. saying? Ross flew me out, and Ross was like, yo, I got an opportunity for you. He had just signed Meek. He had just signed Wale. And I remember talking to Ross. He was that like, seemed like a perfect fit, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But the only thing that Ross, whatever situation he had, I was, I was looking for a lot of money up front. Okay, okay, okay. Because you put, you put a lot of ground. You're like, yo, I got to get the bag now. Like, what are yeah. we doing? Yeah, I was like, no, but Rose understood. I'm like, yo, no disrespect. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, I, w- I want the bag. And Rose was like, all right, so let's, this is what we're going to do. Let's take this picture. Let's post it. Because I was, like, going through, like, deal, deal. Okay, okay, deal, okay. Yeah. So like, You've been in war picture, type yeah. shit. Oh, perfect. So Rose know how That's a real nigga move. Like, people might not understand what that is, but it's like. Oh, Rose is what, probably the realest nigga ever met in the game, bro. Like, he, he know how to hustle. He knew how to finesse that whole situation. He threw a picture up. Puff was looking for a New York artist, and Puff hit hit, hit Rose immediately. Your phone probably burning up oh, at yeah, that point because yeah, yeah. they, they they think they about to lose you now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So Puff hit Rose immediately. Like, what are we doing? And some way, somehow, we worked it all out. Damn. Yeah, that was crazy. Rose was like, "Yo, let's take a picture real quick and post it." And it was, you know, and Rose had just so Rose had just did a deal with Meek and Wale. So in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, "Damn, MMG is kind of full." Cause yeah. He, how can I make my deal different from Meek and Wale deal? All right, let's bring Puff in. Nobody know how to market better than Puff. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I wasn't worried about where I was going because I, I could have went to no limit. I could have went whatever. I was on fire. Wherever I was going, I was going to do my thing. You know what I'm saying? So I wasn't really worried about where I was going. But I said, with Puff and Ross, I can make my situation unique. And, you know what I'm saying, I, I'm, I'm going to get the bag I want. So I made everything work for me. So how are you balancing, because the, the interesting part of, you know, again, watching your journey is watching how you balance, I don't want to say a polarizing musical catalog, but, you know, it kind of leads into to, to Montego a bit where you have these songs like Shot Caller that you did with Harry Fraud that worked, mm-hmm. but we also hear you on these other songs from down south that yeah. also worked. Yeah. And it's like, okay, what... Where should you go in terms of direction? Because New York also at the time was, it was a little too tough for, for some of the shit that yeah. you were trying to do musically. Yeah. Like, like, it's just like, they weren't receptive yet. To yeah. It, you know? Yeah. Um, how does it affect you in terms of where you're going to go or who you're working with? And shit, ultimately, you finding some of the biggest songs in your career. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think, I think, I think with New York, I think I hit, I think I, I, I hit a ceiling where it was just like, after shot caller, it was like, pop that fella in my lap. You consider that a New York record? No. I, 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 would just, I would consider, shit, I ain't going to lie to you. Like, they were considering, like, oh, that could have been a little bit of Baltimore, a little bit of Jersey. because like that, Miami. That, yeah, Miami. Oh, yeah, yeah. My, you're right. Miami. That's, that's a Miami record. And, and would you consider Ain't Worried About Nothing in New York? Nah, it's definitely not South. Definitely. And when I, when I made those for the album, and I had on the album nothing but New York sounds, when I played the album, people was like, yo, what are these two records? Yeah, yeah. I didn't pick the sound. I recorded the music. When I played it for the people, they picked, they was like, these are the singles. You'd be stupid to put, do anything else. So they just put, they kept on pushing the rap to the back. 
when it came to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would go sit down with the label, go sit down with Puff, with Ross, with this and that. They would be like, yo, these are the records. I'd be like, no, but I want to drop a Harry Fraud. That's why Harry Fraud probably been getting pushed back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So you were kind of fighting for it, but yeah. they're looking at it like, yo, what makes dollars going to make sense? Huh? Yeah, because I didn't have the capital mm. back then. You know what I'm saying? Now I have the capital that I can drop an album where I, I make 100% back on my money. See, talking independent talk is... This album's independent, right? Yeah, it's 100% independent. Like, So that's it, why you can make what you want this when you I, want. This is what oh, I was wow. saying. Okay. So it took me all these years for me to get enough capital that now I could do whatever I want. Like how Nina Simone said, like I got no fear to do what I want. I put my own bread behind it, do whatever it is. Back then, you had to make them what make... What, Bro, you had to sell the label on what you had going on. And then sometimes it would be like, yo, we'll, we'll finance if it goes in this direction. So yeah. they pretty much control what you're trying to yeah, do. Yeah, they, they controlled everything. You know what I'm saying? Controlled everything. So I would have to go and do the records, like the, the, the you know, the fucking Lockjaws, the, the whatever, whatever the record was. You know what I'm saying? But now I gained full control. So that's why, that's why you hit me and you was like, oh, because now I went back. To when I was by myself. Yeah. In my room, in the studio. I'm like, this is the music that's going to get me out of here. Because this is the music I know how to make. So this was exactly what happened with me and Fraud. I went back to the music. Hey, I, I told y'all, y'all two are, in this game, they're great duos <clears throat> that get, you know, usually unappreciated by fans until they stop working together. Yeah. Sometimes when fans be like, yo, damn, I miss that sound. Now you miss when the, that producer and that rapper used to yeah. make up. And you and Fraud, um, like, it's just a fucking, like, uh, it's like Shaq and Penny yeah. on the Magic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. one of those. And then I look at that where I'm like, where would you compare, you know, Harry Fraud's career to, like, you know, some of the other, you know, the other great producers in this game? Because I do feel like he's definitely underrated. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. I feel like, I feel like in this game, you just have to keep, keep, you know what I'm saying? Keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Look how long it took Ross for him to be one of the hottest artists in, in the game. Some people get it right away. Some people take the elevator. Some people take the steps. I feel like when I first got with Fraud and I found him, nobody knew who Fraud was. Mm. So everybody would go to Fraud and be like, yo, can I get that French Montana sound? Everybody wanted to go for, see Fraud. You could, you could, you could hear even certain tapes, like you would see, like even like the whole vibe. So fraud never really worked with artists. To you know, what I'm saying to to put them on, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. exactly like Metro Boomin and Twenty One Savage, like Havoc and 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 and, and, and Prodigy. It was like, like just just picture Havoc working with everybody else instead of working with Prodigy. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like this is the right moment for me and him to do this Montega series. You know what I'm I saying. Agree. I, when I think about the lexicon <clears throat> of great great producers who have made just like you know signature sounds, I have him up there in my list for like you know New York producers. Like, should I have him up there with Heatmakers? Which I think that's yeah. a, that's, a, that's a fucking yeah. great compliment. You know the Heatmakers. When I think about Diplomats, I think Heatmakers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I think about French Montana, I think Harry Fraud. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, because you gotta understand we. That's that's our, you know what I'm saying that's that's the people that we came up on, so from the graduation album Kanye West the Heatmakers the Just Blaze mm -hmm. all them all them sample sounding joint, 
me and Harry Fraud, the whole goal we get in the studios, how do we find that get rich or die trying new sound? How do we find that trap or die? How do we find that graduation sound? How do we find a sound? Fuck a song. How do we make a whole album sound like one song? That's why Montega, the whole thing just sound like one song. We find samples you never heard. We stick to that same core that we've been Yo, giving. he's a master of finding samples. I don't know if he's creating them at this point. Because, like, usually I go on this website, who samples and see where the sample we came battle. from. We battle. Yeah, really? We, we, we get in the studio, me and him battle. You, you be having samples? Bro, you know I was Grammy nominated for making beats before I was, like, Gram, Grammy nominated for a song. Don't be sample digging, friends. Stop oh, it, oh, friends. Oh God, bro! For real? Hell yeah! Like like that that all day nigga for Kanye. I yeah. made I made that. Oh shit! Yeah, like I made a, like I made I'm, I made a bunch of shit, but you know I don't really like sit there and do the whole vibe. I would just get the whole idea, and I would just take it to the producer. I'm like, yeah, put the drums here, put this here, put this here, put this here, and I just orchestrate the orchestra. Damn, that's one of the things. Again, you know, I don't know if this will be your. Best performing album since you're doing independent, but this this at least for me is your best receiving album. Yeah. Um, and by the way, you know I think you even pointed out too. The reception, like shit, anytime I post, sometimes sometimes some of your music, yeah. you know people looking for a reason to hate. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. This time it feels like you're getting a lot more, love. you know, love. Yeah. Appreciation, respect. Yeah. Which means it's undeniable. Yeah. I'm wondering what that does to you, given that you're at the point where I don't think you're sitting around like, damn, man, I need another fucking hit. Like, you know, yeah. I mean? you're, in a, you're in a good place in your life. You are in a great place now where yeah. you can do a, a, a independent album. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about, like, reception? I feel like I'm finally at a point where I'm, I'm, building, I'm building something that's, that's bigger than I did the hits already. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to make more hits. I know how to make hits. Like I've been in this game for over 15 years. You know what I'm saying when, when some like when when artists come get hot, leave, get hot, leave, get hot, leave, get hot, leave, like everything turns. I'm still here. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, I'm talking about for like the YGs. You know what I'm saying? Because there's the OGs which is puffing them. You know what I'm saying? But there's the YGs. That's me, and there's there's, there's the yeah. younger Gs. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, you want to build something to end your 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 your, your legacy with. And yeah, that's yeah. usually a sound, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, Ludacris, Nelly, all them people had 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 Distinct hits. Distinct sounds. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They, yeah, they, they they all had hits. But when you think about the the the, the fifty, the Jay Z, the Kanye, the the Drake, the, there's a certain sound. Yeah, yeah, that, no, of course. Yeah, of that course. you look for, and that's and that's what I'm chasing. I'm chasing that certain sound, and that certain sound is me and Harry Fraud. Yeah, that's dope that you brought that on the mainstream level. I mean, um, just listening to the project, you, you touched on a bunch of stuff. One of the things I do like, you know, number one, you're definitely underrated for, I believe, your rapping abilities. Yeah. You know, I think, which would have would probably also helped you back in the day, because when you, when you start getting on them southern beats, like sometimes you'll be a little bit slower than some some of how these New York rappers just try I, to rap I, fast. I just used to be drunk. Oh, word. And high, <laughs> drinking lean. So, <laughs> so the slower down shit worked on, on a lot of them southern beats because, you know, all that fast shit, it, like, it wouldn't be melodic. Like, you're just yeah. doing too much. It's a song at the end of the yeah. day. Like, what that has led to, I believe, is people not realizing that, man, a lot of times I'm listening to some of my favorite songs by you. You're dropping a lot of gems in there. You're yeah. dropping a 
shit ton of gems yeah. on, on, on this particular project. Yeah, you know what I mean? Project, yeah. Like, you know, like one of the joints, which I think this is like frame worthy. It's yeah. like, yo, don't do a deal when you're desperate. Yeah. You know, um, when you're writing or when you're coming up with these things, are these just experiences? Yeah, experiences. I remember when uh, I was in Gabi office and Akon had gave me a deal, a shopping so deal. So after he gave you the watch? Yes, I, yeah, nah, this, <laughs> this, now this is before. The watch is on my birthday. <laughs> he still ain't giving me a watch to replace it, but oh, we're we doing man. good. You know, so he, now, you, yeah, he had to hit you back up. No, 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 he never gave it to me. No, but he did, did he hit you after the interview came out? Nah, he never hit me. <laughs> he ain't trying to give me a new watch. Shout out to Akon, man. That's my brother. Shout out to Omar. Shout out to Boo. Oh, yeah, but, but I remember Gabby brought me to Akon, and Akon was trying to give me a five-album deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was me coming off Cocaine City DVD. There was like the, I was like, yo, if I keep my, putting myself on my DVDs, somebody's going to catch on. And, 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 and I was right. After the fifth DVD... Gabby was playing my music in SRC, and a Akon heard it. He was like, yo, I want to sign him. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just being so thirsty. You know, and, and Gabby was like, yo, here's the deal. Deal said five albums. You know what I'm saying? And Gabby, which, which, by the way, it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. But Akon was trying to lock me down for five years. I mean, f five albums. So, Gabby was like, yo, I know you're desperate right now to sign this deal because it's your first deal and you hype." But give him a year shopping deal, and let's see what he gonna do for your career. So shout mm. to Gabby, I love you that, I love you for that. And I did, I did a one year shopping deal. You know what I'm saying? And when during that one year shopping deal, I got on fire, and Akon still wasn't doing nothing. I mean, he did, he he did a feature. I can't say he didn't do nothing. He did one feature with me. I had one on the road, and and we we put the song out. But it wasn't like I wasn't with no label. You know what I mean? I was just signed to him. Yeah. So. A year went by and I got on fire. And I remember Akon just calling Gabby like, yo, we still got friends. Gabby was like, nah, he did a one-year shopping deal. Yeah. So when I said... Ooh, that, what does that mean, by the way? A one-year shopping deal is if you sign with somebody, you give him a year to get you a deal. So you were signing me, academic sign French Montana. But we still didn't go to Interscope or Universal or Sony or nobody yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'd be like, yo, give me a year to show you what I could do. So in that year, I could be building you up whatever it is so and when, when that year is over i'm supposed to take you to cash in yeah yeah, yeah. so he, he never did that for me to cash in so you know me and gabby were just like yo i appreciate you because i was desperate to sign that deal so that's where that line come from oh wow you, you'd have definitely been locked in a situation yeah because because yeah. a lot of artists that's what they do they sign you they wait for you to get hot benefit off of you. I'm not saying that's what Akon was trying to do. He probably was trying to Yeah, help. but that's the game where, where it's like, hey, yeah. listen, I saw you and if I have you for five albums, I pretty much have you for... You always got the option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it was like, they'd be like, yo, if he, if he get hot, then we're going to get him. If he don't get hot, you know, we'll, we'll let him go when he raised, you know what I mean? Start raising chaos. Wow. Yeah, uh, I mean, have you thought about any, like, regretful moves? Like, that, that you may have done. Yeah, yeah. Regretful moves. Um, well, I, I think I moved right. I think when it came to Puff, I'm glad I didn't sign my publishing deal with him because everybody. I was signing a publishing deal with no damn Puff. I heard too many stories. Yeah, the no, locks was trying no, to throw a refrigerator at him. Yeah, but, but I didn't. Puff, my nigga, still, but yeah, hold on, man. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I feel like those are the moves that I did good on. Uh, 
Yo, the pub on this is before um um. Unforgettable. Unforgettable. Nah, yeah, yeah, this is before. Yeah, I never saw. Oh that. yeah, the, the pub on that before is crazy. Before that, unforgettable. Ain't worry about nothing. No shopping. None of all of that. None of that. So it was just like one of the crazy, craziest moves I did was probably not dropping my mixtapes as albums. Hmm. What do you mean? So I got twenty mixtapes. Imagine if I had all those albums and counted. But but wouldn't you? I usually assume, and just because of the music you make, yeah. so sample, you know, driven at least yeah. with, with some of the great mixtapes, right? Yeah. Is that you're gonna have to pay through the through the teeth? But look at look at Montega. I just dropped it. Nothing but samples. We got. You know what yeah. I mean? How does that work out business wise? They, yeah. they probably killed you on the back end. Nah, I mean when you indie, they work with you. See okay. when they, when you come when you come on the label side, they crack you. Oh, okay, if you say they, yo, yeah, they, yeah, this is yeah, they Sony pack, coming here is like they pack you up. Well, you getting all the way packed up. You know what I'm saying? So, in the, you know, this 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 album, they they they, they looked out, and I learned a lot. Mm. Yo, you you said on the, on the album, Monte, you said uh, uh, which is interesting, and I, I still can't believe you're the one who ended up solving it because I didn't even think they still had beef anymore. Yeah, the whole Drake and Diddy thing. Yeah, which, by the way, I just think it was so ridiculous, and I think this is where the industry usually sees most beef is ego. Where you know, apparently they fell out over the song Zero yeah. to One Hundred, yeah, right. Never talked, but I thought something happened behind the scenes because I, I I think I told you like Drake dropped the song Four PM in Calabasas, yeah. firing up Puff, <laughs> like he's like yo, I never heard that song. man. You've heard it, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> he's going so crazy at him. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's like yo, he's like yo, he literally says take that, take that. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and um. After that, I, it, I think, I, I, I think I, it was just light skin, dark skin. Really? I, I think it was like light no, no, skin, dark no, skin. No, 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 no. Diddy was on one back then. Yeah. Reportedly, he slapped J. Cole. Yeah. <laughs> and he almost tried to uh-huh. try to punch Drake or whatever that happened. Yeah. Right? So yeah. there was some shit happening, right? Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I didn't know that Diddy was a gangster like that. Yeah. But I thought after nah, that, there's no coming back. Nah, I don't think none of that never happened. I think. I Man, think, he definitely. I nah. know people heard the story that he slapped J. Cole. Nah, I don't think none of that That, that J. Cole was standing up for Kendrick or something like that. Yeah. And he slapped him. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Like, well, that was the rumors. It might be false. Like, you probably don't want to admit. Yeah, yeah, Nah, I, I, but I then, didn't know that. But then the Drake thing, I heard he was about to pounce on Drake. And nah. then I heard the security grabbed Drake and his shoulder got disconnected. Yeah. And dislocated. Yeah. Nah, I don't think so. I think, you know what it is? I think it was probably over a song or something. Yeah, it was over the but I never, one. I never, I never really got into it, like, like even like, because, cause you know they're both like, like my best friends. You know what I'm saying? How do you, and how do you navigate through, my, through that? Because there's been a bunch of times where I think, you know, I've never seen you be the guy. Not saying you're not loyal to your friends, but like you're cool with so many people. Yeah. Where you're not the guy that just jumps on one side and be like, "Yo, fuck you," because he said so. Yeah. You know, it seems like you'd be the mediator type person. Actually. People be expecting me to pick a side, right? And I lose a lot of friends like that, right? So if I'm cool with you and I'm cool with him, and y'all beef, and I still say what's up to both of y'all because I met both of y'all at the same time. Yeah, how am I wrong for that? No, no, no. But I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you why because I could imagine. I would hope. Well, maybe still not now. But for a while, you definitely was off all the Yeezy. Mailing list, 
Yeah. After you let Drake rap that, yo, don't wear no 360s around me. <laughs> like, yeah. yo, come on. So, you know, Kanye gonna be tight at you. That's his baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but this is what I'm saying. You know what you think is Drake done this on your song? Yo, it's friendly. But he did this on Travis' song. He did this nah, on everybody's song. When he go on your song, it's violation time. Maybe it's that Coke Boy vibe. Pump, nigga. pump, pump it up. Like, Wait, I know you was like, yeah, violate that nigga joke. Go ahead, man. No, nah, honestly, <laughs> yo, honestly, on everything, look, on, on everything I love is, is, is just be, he's a competitor and they can, they, they be dissing him too. Why are you doing on your song? He be doing it. Come on, bro. Yeah. He give you like a 32 every time. But he just this he, he diss Kanye and Travis song too. Yeah, that's true. They, they family, they're brothers-in-law. <laughs> are they? Yeah. And that song went diamond. Oh yeah. Okay. All right, all right, you get a little pass for that. Yeah. You get a pass for that one. Bro, he was going back and forth with him. It had nothing to do with me. How why would I be would, over the list? Would you would you ever say to him, like, your dog, nah, this ain't got nothing to do with the song, these two lines right here. Just change it. Could you even tell Drake that, like, to change the line? No. Nah. Or could you edit his shit? Like, he'll be like, no, no. yo, 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 thanks to the 32, but we only needed 24. I'm dropping my, my course right here. Nah, man, I come from the Coke wave and. <laughs> 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 for real. <laughs> imagine, imagine him saying the verse and be like, "Yo, run with that, French." Bro, Yo, how does that call happen when you get y'all you, trade songs? Let me tell you something. <laughs> me, Drake. <laughs> Drake is person that came up watching Cocaine City DVDs. You know what I'm saying? Like Drake. He's a little hip hop head, ain't he? Yeah, he Drake watched Cocaine City DVDs. Drake been watching French Montana since I came up. Drake is a person that's like, I'm doing a song with French. We're going Cocaine City style. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're gonna do. Like Drake is like is like airing shit out, like just being honest, keeping it laying it on the track he, type he, shit. He, he 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 like he was coming up listening to Coke Wave and Mac, me and Max B, as far as when he coming to me, you know what I'm saying? So Every time me and him talk, that's that's the shit that we be talking about. So when me and him do records, he see the best in in in, in, in the record. When me and him do records, from no stylist, no shopping, he had that done. He came to me with the song done. Oh word! Yeah, like we didn't sit there, and I bumped into him in the mall. He was like, "Yo, come to the studio tonight." I went to the studio that night. Him and Chubbs came, and he gave me two records, and and no shopping was one of them. Um, 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 and what you call it? And it was already done like that. What was the other song? Um, the other song was the Khaled song. It was uh, Popstar? Me for free. Oh, 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 for free? Yeah, he gave, he gave me that song that night. How the fuck you gave it to Khaled? I called Khaled. I'm like, yo, um, 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 Drake just gave me this joint. Well, oh, that was a full joint, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was like, yo, he just gave me this joint. You know what I mean? I don't know if y'all was working on it, this and that. Woo, woo, woo. And he was was like, Khaled Vogels on it at that time? Nah. No, Drake, Drake, nah, Drake gave me that record. How does that work? Because I think, so, the great thing about what you do, and some people get mad at it, I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're a rapper who could also bring together other people. Yeah. Especially on your commercial. I like to call it the more commercial albums, yeah. right? Um... Khaled does it from a DJ perspective. Yeah. It's interesting that you'd be like, all right, well, maybe I, maybe this record, I, I wouldn't be able to add nothing. Yeah. This is more Khaled lane. He could do an intro, outro, yeah. throw it on his shit. Yeah. How does that relationship? Well, me and Khaled? Yeah. Um, 
man, it was just like, you know, even when me and Khaled did that joint with me, Jay-Z, Ross, Meek, and I, I just, I'm just, I'm just in the studio with him and I see how he works and how he put records together. So when he, when Drake gave me that record and he was like, yo, I played this for Khaled already. He told me this. So when I had the no shopping, I'm like, I'm not going to put out two records with Drake. You know what I'm saying? I was just going, you know. I would. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. But I was just like, you know, I had just dropped Lockjaw. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had just dropped Lockjaw. And I'm like, yo, Lockjaw was already going crazy on radio. And, and, and Drake was like, yo, I'm about to go to um, DR. Let's shoot one of these joints in DR. So we was already locked and loaded. And he was like, he was already working on it with Khaled. So I called Khaled. I'm like, yo, yo I was already working on this record. And he just started laughing. He was like, yeah, what are we doing? I'm like, you know, he, he gave it to me. Wow. So like, Khaled took it and he, and, and, and he put it out. Nah, it's definitely love. So, so wait, explain to me how, how does French Montana, the nigga who used to be doing Cocaine City DVDs, who I would say, I'm not saying he was an instigator, yeah. but you were definitely somebody who was down to showcase people talking their shit and yeah. being themselves. Yeah. How does French then turn to the person that says, yo, yo, could y'all try to work this out just yeah. for, you know? Yeah, I mean, because I, I went through, a, a, like, a long life of negativity, bro. A long a long life of negativity. Bro, it was five of us when we started. It was me, my nigga Chinks, he dead. Max B, 75 years. My brother got deported, you know what I'm saying? Uh, my, my, my dog Penthouse caught, like, damn near 15 years, he just came home. And it was just like, bro, it was like, I seen everybody, Coke Boy Flip died from the Coke Boys. And it was just like, bro, everybody, I seen everybody just vanish. It felt like the, uh, you know, Crossroads video with Bone Thugs when they was just walking. It was just like, everything is disappearing left and right. Yeah. So when I see somebody that's wealthy, generation wealthy, like Puff, or somebody like, you know, whether it's Chris Brown, whatever, whatever it is, I try my best, you know, to stop it before it goes too far. Like, like even even the beef with me and Thug. Like after a while, I was like, yo, I was hitting up cash. Like, yo, I, t- I told Puff, I was like, yo, like that yeah, that was whack, right? All right, come on, let's call, let's get Thug on the phone so I can talk to him, isn't that? You know what I'm saying? Like, wow, I, yeah, it was it was a couple of times I was like, yo, why am I even beefing? That takes a certain level of maturity, though. Yeah. I think a lot of rappers who either come from the street or in the street, they usually look at that as a sign of weakness, like you bowing out or, you know, what yeah. I mean, whatever the case is. But, but they, they, it looks they, like it's a sign of maturity for you. Yeah, they ain't never been shot. They ain't never shot at nobody. They ain't never went through no real drama. They ain't never seen none of their homeboys die in front of them. They ain't never seen... They never, they never have, they, they've been, they turned rappers during Corona. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like, what type of life they live? Like, we had, like, real problems with people when it was on, on site. Like, there's videos of us running down on people. There's, like, like there's a whole, there's, there's, bro, you get tried when you come in this game. There's nobody going to let you make all these millions without, without you getting tried. You're going to get tried. You know what I'm saying? Everybody got tried. You know, and you, you see your peoples get tried. You see... When you get past 10 years of you just getting trapped, people be like, all right, cool, he's, he's solidified. You know what I mean? Like, just yeah, yeah, yeah. certain people just be like, yo, just let them do their thing. You know what I mean? I just feel like that's what it is. When I, so when I see niggas beefing this and that, you'll see. This, this, this was what was so good about Cocaine City DVDs. I will make a DVD this year, 
with 23 people in it, the year after, it will be only three of those people left. Wow. Then I will get another 23 people. The year after, six people out of the whole 50 left. You know what I'm saying? Then after that, three out of those is gone, a new three. So it's like, in order, you know what I'm saying, to stay in your lane, I had to learn from every volume of that. That was like, I couldn't go to college when I came from Africa. I didn't have no paperwork. I couldn't get a job when I, when I you know what I mean? Like I had to hustle. So me being an immigrant, me being somebody that had to learn the fundamentals, the DVD game and the hustle era was my college. So the DVDs was like my books, you know what I'm saying? Mm. And, and, and that corner was my, was my math class. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, 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 and me ducking every situation not to get deported. It was me just, you know what I'm saying, learning life, learning how to, you know what I'm saying, how to get with life and be ahead of the game. So that was my college. When I was done with my fucking 15 albums, um, 15 volumes of Cocaine City, I'm like, I know how every rap nigga get kicked out of the game. I know what to grab from this person, from this Man, person. You, you basically had a bird's eye view. So it's like, yeah, so I was you'd be dumb to do it, do the same thing that you I was you seeing just it when everybody. 50 was on the roof and doing all that. I, was, yeah. I heard it before I put it out. And I had to watch it. I had to see, see it get edited. I had, to, so I, you know, I was I was blessed to learn. So I use I so I use all that. And 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 and, so when today when I see a beef ain't even work something and I can and I can patch it up, like why y'all beefing? I got a hundred million dollars a piece. Almost billionaires now, like, you know what I'm saying? So. Or you're trying to make some real millions. You ain't gonna make no millions beefing. How? What, what was that moment like? Um, when, you know, both, you know, kind of like either realized that they were going to uh, um, um, talk it out or you, you approach them like, yo, you know, so-and-so's here. No, I didn't. I, didn't, I was so drunk. <laughs> I was so high. It always starts one of these, man. Yeah, I was perked up. I, I was on like three perks. I was on an Adderall. I was uh, like a bottle and a half of 1942 in. Damn. How was you set up? Iggy Azalea came with an elephant to my house. What do you mean, like an uh, elephant what? Like a real elephant. Like an animal? Like an animal, like an elephant. She have got me an elephant. Like a my... ten-ton elephant. Yeah, like an elephant. Like, this is to my crib. Nigga, there's elephants in, like, Yeah, in, in Calabasas, yeah. She oh, came, shit. She came with the elephant. Then it surprised me. Um, her, her, her and my brother. And it was like, yo, we're having a party for you. I didn't even know about it. It was like, it was like a surprise joint. So it was a it was a, it was a, a birthday party on the yacht, and we had to take the chopper to the yacht in the middle of the water. So we took the chopper to the yacht. So me and Iggy get there. Um, Nigga, this sounds like a James Bond movie, bro. That's what I'm saying. There's still videos of that somewhere. I finally send it to you. There's everybody there. I see Amber. I see this person. I see this, that person. Um, um, then I just then I just see Drake. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, yo, what up? What up? What up, bro? That's when he gave me the ten. Ten Commandments um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. joint. So I see him. So I didn't even know because whoever was inviting was just inviting people. You know what I'm saying? So um, and 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 Puff had just came on the on the on the little boat to, to the to the joint. He took his own boat to the joint. And when they seen each other, they were just like, yo, they sat there and spoke the whole night. Like, you know, they was best friends before that. Yeah, sometimes you be realizing it ain't about nothing. It ain't. It ain't about nothing. It ain't. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, it's about yeah. a beat and a song. You've squashed a lot of your issues. Um, yeah. There was a time when you and 50 was going, I remember niggas sent me, sent me like a story or a video. They were like, yo, 
French just got knocked out of Hoboken. <laughs> I remember you called me like, yo, man, who's capping on my name like that? You know, that never happened, but like you and 50 were into it. Yeah. I can't even remember why. This is how crazy and how long. Yeah. Like, you get to like live beyond shit and realize yeah. shit is unimportant. Yeah. I don't even remember why y'all were going at yeah, it. Yeah, but, yeah. But shout out to 50, man. Um, I think it was it was just it was just a point of time, you know, I beefed with everybody. You know what I'm saying? It was I feel like and 50 beefed with everybody. I think the most serious one was you and Jim Jones, I think. Oh yeah, me and Jim. Yeah. I mean, um, Wait, how was, did you, wait, wait, the 51 first, though. Like, how did you, like, well, first of all, why were you beefing? I really don't remember. I, that's this what I'm saying. That's why I, I forgot where I was at, and they, and they asked me about it. I was like, yeah, yo, why would you even, like, like. It's, yeah. I think you, it was probably because maybe you were cool with somebody he was beefing with. That's some 50 shit. You know, 50 I, be on some shit like that. Like, yeah. yo, y'all don't like that guy. Yeah. Oh, oh, you fucking with him? That's your guy? Well, yeah. fuck you, too. So yeah. it was probably something like that. But but how did you eventually resolve it? Yo, Bro, me and 50 was, like, was mad cool because I used to go up to, to G-Unit office back in the day. Yeah. So, um, well, me and 50, I don't know how it started, but I just know when, like, something happens. It's just oh, elevated. I do know how it started. It was because it's the, um, when he was beefing with Ross. And yeah. then from Ross, he started beefing with Khaled. Yeah. Then he was like, yo, you know, because you, you, were, you were doing music and, you know, kind of yeah. moving around down south. Yeah. He was like, but yo, I French... Wrench was a guy who recorded footage of me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then I think just because maybe you didn't back him. This is what I think. Like, he was just like, man, fuck French. <laughs> yeah. No, but, Stupid, uh, but, like, that's but, just how niggas is. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, but tell 50, I, um, that new power script came in, man. I'm, 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 ready, I'm ready to do that power. But I ain't going to lie. That would be dope. That would be dope. I would That'd love be, to do power. What was that conversation like between y'all? Well, me and Fifth? Yeah, j just kind of like. Right, this ain't, shit ain't about nothing. Like, or like, you ever had one of those? Yo, why are we beefing? Conversations? Yeah, I had. I mean, I just felt like you know, after time went by, I'm like, I, I learned, I learned from my situation with Jim and 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 all, all the other beefs that I had, and it was just like, you know, it was so many opportunities for me to make money with Fifth. That I feel like we could, we could, you know, what I'm saying we could have did something really dope for the culture. Me and Jim, you know, what I'm saying why we took so long. We could Coke Boys and Dipset could have definitely did something. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like, you know, I mean, it's sad that we have to wait until now to do something. But, you know, 50s is, is, is now his, his, the film thing he's doing, he's like, you know, he got Quentin Tarantino beat, you know what I'm saying, what he's doing. You know what I mean? He got Spike Lee beat, what he's doing, especially as a New York artist that a lot of people don't get a chance to, to you know, to go from one lane and do what he did because he had one of the biggest impacts mm -hmm. coming out of New York. And take that energy and shift it to the film. You know what I'm saying? Not too many people. And have multiple series that's that's actually dope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not a lot of people. And BMF is my favorite joint. So, you know, just... I could have definitely been a part of a lot. Because I was around from the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I could see one of them. And by the way, I, that's what I like about 50 now because... I think he's evolved too. Before, yeah. when he just started, it was all about isolating and blocking everybody out. These days, anytime you see somebody dope, you'd be like, yo, let me grab you for some project. Yeah. Which I think is dope. You know, I feel like we're watching the evolution and the maturity of a lot of people who, yeah, you might have loved them for some immature beef shit, yeah. but but that shit not sustainable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, that and, and you grow as men, 
And to be honest, you realize there's way more money to be made just by collaboration in reality. This, this is what I'm saying. I think, I think he, he went through that, that stage, too, that I mm-hmm. wouldn't do with Max B. And he learned from, from, from just, just like how I learned from my mistake. And you could just see how, how now all the, all the love that he's dishing out, he's getting appreciated for it. Cause you see all type of artists that 51 never worked with if it came to music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's so it's just like that. It's just like when 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 I hit up Max B about the gym thing, I'm like, yo, bro, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna squash beef with Jim if you still feel some kind of way. And and, and that, was that a tough conversation? Yeah, it was. It was a tough conversation with him, and it was a tough conversation with with Jim. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Cause Jim was. I was know, probably out for that. Yeah, cause 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 they problems run deep. You know what I'm saying? They, they no, problems course, run deep. Course. But Max was like, yo, like, it's over, bro. I'm in here, I'm in here facing 75 years. Like, I'm fighting yeah. for my life. You know what I mean? Like, it, it don't need to be nothing out there that should be, you know what I'm saying, that should be stopping me from getting out. So it's all love. And I spoke to Jim, and, um, um, and Jim was like, yo, like, just, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's do this. Let's start getting some money. I'm like, let's get some money. Yeah, no, no. That was absolutely dope. And, and, and I, applaud, I applaud you guys for that, especially Max. What's Max's current status? Every time I talk to you on camera or publicly, you always got to got got to get an update check. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 in the camps right now. So you know, after the camps is is is, is mm, okay. So so he's he's moving along. He's close to freedom. Yeah, close to freedom. Okay. But, you know, he fighting he fighting seventy five years off, and now he's like almost like fifteen damn near. So he he should, he should be good soon. Yeah, hopefully we get him out soon. I, That's like, one person that I'm looking forward to work with. When people ask me who do I want to work with, I haven't worked with yet. I'd be like, man, I want to work with Max B when he get home from nah, the Nah, Max Bigavell is Silver Surfer. Like, I was actually one of the most talented niggas. Sing, rap singing before people was, was he, rap singing. He, he brought a different type of melody that I think more is, is, is accepted now. But when he did it, it was just like, yo, this thing is singing on the Beyonce joint? Like, yeah. what the fuck going on? It was, that's what I'm saying. Just like I was, t- I was telling Drake that yesterday. I was like, yo, bro, the only person that would have did an album like this like how you did it is Max B. Yeah, just don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. T- I don't know if you was around Max when he was recording. We probably were, obviously, right? Man, what the fuck was he on? Because he just seemed like he just didn't give a Hennessy, fuck. He was leading it. He was just leaving it out there. Remy, <laughs> Hennessy, packing Newports, <laughs> and some Thawa Diesel. Yo, some Thawa, and he put him in the booth. He gonna hit the melodic joints on you. Nah, he was going in, man. Yo, he killed. There's this joint that he, he kind of. It's like a, a Destiny Child or Beyonce joint that he killed, bro. Yeah, I love his version way more till now. Is it okay? Yeah, my bad. Yeah, okay. No, for real. Like, Yo, well, classic joints, and that's what I'm saying. Like now, in, in these days and times, like I think his style would just work. You yeah. know what I mean? And as somebody who's a stand-up individual, you know, I think whenever he gets out. I think yeah. hip hop is gonna really embrace him. You know what I mean. Also, yeah. I don't know if enough people give him the credit for influencing maybe some of what they've done. You know what I mean? Yeah, he influenced a lot. You can just ask a lot of people, man, from Wiz Khalifa to Drake to me to, mm. to a bunch of people. I think you know, I will always do my singy hook, but my singy vibes. But when I get with Max. I would see myself leaning more towards that. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. would inspire me. No, of course, to but I'm do, telling you. To do that. But I did, before I met Max, I did return at a Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did, like, you know, joints like that. That was just, like, you know, straight singing vibes. But he definitely, 
Nah, of course. No, we definitely miss Max. Yo, um, yo, I did, I did something interesting. I was talking to your brother actually upstairs, right? And um, interestingly enough, which I, I remember saying on my stream, I'm like, yo, y'all criminally underrate French's discography mm -hmm. and French as an artist. Mm -hmm. And you know, I talked to the, my audience on there, so we having a bunch of them like on Discord, yeah. and so we going back and forth. And I think I ran, I ran a couple verses battle. We do like verses battle, so yeah. I'll pick an artist, they pick an artist, yeah. and we go twenty songs. Yeah. And I use your discography, and I watched a couple niggas. I don't even mention the artists you that I beat <laughs> with your catalog. Yeah. But on face value, everybody was like, "Nah, you can't." Yeah. And then when I went through twenty of them joints, yeah. You get me? Yeah. That's one of the things I do believe um, when it comes to catalog. Yeah. Because that's what Versus really is at its core. Exactly, yeah. You know? It doesn't um, matter if you have 100, as long as that top 20. Criminally underrated. Yeah. Um, you did a Versus before. Yeah, you, you. I remember you had called Tori yeah. right before I did the Versus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and yeah. Tori was trying to get you on the phone. You picked up, you was like, Tori, French is going to watch Yeah, of course. No, no, I told I told. But, 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 you know, I, I give him credit for the bravery. Yeah. I give him credit for the bravery, but, 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 like... No, he actually believed it, though. It wasn't about bravery. He actually called me and said, bro, you sure you want to do this? I don't want to do it No, to he didn't. I swear to God, Tory no, Lanez hit me and told me that. Shout out to Tory. Nah, Tory. He, he hit me, and he was like, yo, you sure you want to do this? I remember he had he had just dropped, I ain't been broken in a minute. So he was feeling himself at that, at that nah. moment. At that moment no, no, in time... levels to this shit. Yeah, it's he was, like yeah. it's like levels to this shit. And he had quarantine radio, so he had his hype man in the back. I said, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, hold on. Let, so let's, all right, you know, what we're gonna eventually have to get to is almost like a tournament style versus. Yeah. Because some of the people who won before, like the U versus Tory, no disrespect, yeah. Tory, Tory, my guy. Yeah, yeah. But unfair. Yeah. You know what I mean? We gotta get you with a proper contender. Yeah. And a contender with a large enough and long enough catalog yeah. that it could make real sense. Mm -hmm. Because I think you started hitting Tory with certain records and it was just like, yeah. what is he going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> who, who, give me a name. Give me a name. Man. It could be somebody who did verses already. Um, I mean, honestly... I think anybody, bro, because it doesn't matter how long you how long you you can have twenty albums. We're talking about twenty records. Okay, I said this. I think I think a close one is you and Meek. Mm. You and Meek is close. Yeah, because with twenty records, I think you have the bigger records mm -hmm. in the end. But he does have twenty. Yeah, yeah, Meek. Like, 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 like. There's sometimes I watch verses. I'm like, yo, that nigga really got ten. Yeah. He got the other ten is a little whatever. Yeah, yeah. Meek got twenty. You yeah. feel me? They might not be the biggest records, but it's going to be some recognizable yeah. records. I think you and him could be close. Yeah, me and Which, me. by the way, that's the person who I went against. I beat, yeah. I beat him with you. Yeah. But, um, like, I got to think. I played a versus super fan of Meek, but yeah. I don't know if he really was having the... Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I'm like, I think he could have done a better job. Uh, me and Meek could be a good one. I think you and Meek could be good. I'm trying to think from New York. Let's figure out some money from New York. Because I think this is going to figure out where also we're going to categorize you in New York. Yeah, because it's interesting. You're a New York artist, but I don't know if we give you the like. I've never heard you jump out and be like, "I'm the king of New York" or some shit like uh, that. Never heard you do that. So out of my generation, out of my generation in New York, who would you put next to me out of the city? 
that can go head to head with me with hits. Okay, that's interesting. I'm gonna be honest. So, with you. so because because if you can't put nobody against me for my generation, that means I own my generation, right? Wait, wait. Well, no, it's no. For New York City, no, 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 no. Yes, but no. I'm gonna tell All you right. why it's no. You're winning the longevity battle. Yeah. Because their run might have been super hot and cultural. Yeah. But your run is super long and global. Yeah. It's unfair. Yeah. Like, if you ask me, um, if this is 20, 2010, 20, 2009, yeah. I'd say you and Jim Jones. But I wouldn't do that now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's one of those type of things where it's like, now I can't just go cultural. And, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm judging off just the, like, what the original, like, versus about catalog. Because I know we've seen where I, shit, I watched, I watched, you know, Jada Kiss in the Locks, like, yeah. just completely body shit was just straight yeah. cultural shit. Yeah. But, like, you got certain records where it's like. Oh, I don't, I, when, I, when, I, when I did Tory, I didn't even play the cultural shit. I didn't play no mixtape music. Like, I didn't even dive into the mixtape music. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. To the, all the sanctuaries yeah, you, and the yeah, playing in the winds and the Harry Frodo. No, I ain't dive if you go, that. If, if it's a New York artist, you're going to have to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. We got to come up with somebody. 88 Coops. And okay, okay. Oh, all right. I bet. So, I think you and Jim Jones could go at it. No no, no record that's not cultural. Straight mixtapes. No, no shopping. No, no stylists. You could use... Uh, 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 um, so, you want me to do a versus with no, with no radio record? <laughs> so... <laughs> Yeah, he uses balling, but what else? Like everything else is going to be more like yeah. you know cultural. Yeah. You get me? You're not you're not you're not using. You can use ain't worry about nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can use the summer jam record. Mm-hmm. You know, but you can't use like these other joints that are just like you know. No remixes. Nah, hell out of here. Nah, <laughs> hell out of here. Pop that's out of there. Pop that's out of there. I think that's when that's when we get real New York with it. I think that'd be good. All right. I don't know, Jim. If you're watching this, don't do it. <laughs> nah, Jim got some. Jim's on the. Jim, Jim got some. Nah, shit. Jim got some shit. They Jim had. Got a, some you shit. know what? Honestly, they had. A, they had a dope. Um, a dope mixtape run. One. One of the biggest. I like the fact that I think Jim has improved his rapping skills, and, and I love the fact that he's still going now. I just think. I just think that that that. Honestly, like versus with me and Jim, it was just that Jim was the generation before me that, that that I looked up to. That's why it wouldn't make sense. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, okay, I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, it, it would like me and Meek would be would be dope because me and Meek kind of signed that deal. The, the, same the music time. was hitting at the same yeah, time, so you can really compare it. Like the, like probably the person you and him going back and forth yeah, got yeah. from the same era. So yeah, it's like yeah. you know what I mean? That makes sense. Yeah, the only so I and by the way, so this is my tier. So I think you. You, Meek, and I don't know who else is on that level. Whatever that two level chains. is. He, okay. I can see you in two chains. I can see that. Um who else? Who, who else coming? I'm just I'm just thinking about the, the rappers that was Yeah. I who, think I'm gonna throw Big Sean in there too. Big throw Sean. Sean in there. I think right there, good competition. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be close. Oh, Big Sean'll be a good one. Yeah. Like it, You know, I don't underestimate nobody because when people come to, come come to my shows, a lot of people don't even know how many records I got until like I start performing. What do you perform? Like I will probably go from like 
Twerk remix. You performing tomorrow in Milwaukee, right? Um, what do you like? What's your set list? Like, is it does your DJ just hook it up, or you're like, nah, let's do the set list for international I'll, folks? Yeah, I would do. Yeah, I, would, I got a different set list for international. I got a different set list for down south. I got a different set list for New York. Yeah, because okay. if they bring you out a summer jam to do a set, it's yeah. gonna be some different shit. Yeah, 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 different. It'd be like it's just an hour, just straight. You wouldn't even stop. You know what I'm saying moving. I mean, what's your favorite song to play? To perform? Yeah. Oh, it depends, man. It depends. Once, once, once you start, it's just. I love all of them, mm. honestly. Yeah. And, and I know, by the way, we have to go. He has a, a music video to shoot yeah. shortly. I just realized we're after, we're after time. Um, you know, kind of just like, you know, um, just wrapping up. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, you're independent right now. I'm wondering, men, on a mentality-wise, where are you at? What are the goals you're seeking? You've accomplished so much. Mm-hmm. You've already done Diamond Records. You've done world tours. You've gone everywhere yeah. you've worked with everyone yeah. what's on a french montana bucket list i think i got something mm-hmm. i think it's really to become a label ceo and a boss and a mogul mm-hmm. to be putting other artists in positions yeah and I, I think that's the only thing i could really think that you haven't done yeah fully and what i mean you haven't done because you've done it before it's just that done it where like you have them being these worldwide phenomenons yeah Definitely. And I think that I, what my goal is right now is um, to finally do what I couldn't do with the labels. Like my Harry Fraud run. Like doing the music that I love. You know what I'm saying? Like back to that, to that core. You know what I'm saying? Montana sound. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't done that yet. And building the, the, the Coke Boy label. Like how you said. You know what I'm saying? Putting artists in position. And definitely just do another catalog because my, my other catalog, I did it at a certain time where I was with a label. Now, I want to build the same catalog under me. Really? Yeah. As, as, a, as Still as a solo artist, but independently. Wow. Yeah. Damn, you've done a lot there. Uh, um, give me the vision for the label, you know. Um, D-Thing, super hot artist out of New York. Yeah. Um, that's been a rumor. I actually got a couple calls from people. Yeah. They're like, yo, we like this guy D-Thing, but we think French has as, as signed him. Could, yeah. This is a real artist. It was like, yeah. could you could you hit up French and ask him? I'm like, yeah, that sounds weird. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Not hitting up French and asking him if yeah. you signed the artist. You go do whatever research you got to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what made you want to sign, you know, D-Thing and... Um, shout out to Muddy ENT and shout out to D Thing. Um, it was my brother Kai, man. Kai, Kai City from Mount Haven Projects. It was just like, yo, I got these young kids, man. They popping. So I, they, they always was around. You know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, just they got to the point where it was just like, okay, they ready. And when I met up with them, I just was like, you know, it's him, it's T Dot, it's Bando, yeah, it's, it's, Ken, it's Kenzo B. She's like the hottest young chick in the game right now, coming out and of they, New York. That's on Talk Facts. Yeah, like they, they have a little odd little flow, but yeah, it's, you know, what I realized I love sample music, man. Yeah, they sample Goit. Yeah, somebody I used to know. Yeah. Bro, I love sample music. I'm yeah. just sorry, like yeah, you use some sample that's why shit. You love Montega joint. That's why. Yeah, of course. 
Of course. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. And as soon as I heard him, I was like, yo, we got to snatch him up. We got a movement. They reminded me of a movement. And they got real stories. Like, you know what I mean? Like, T-Dot then took the rap for D-Thing for a charge. Damn. Like how D-Rock did for Biggie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? They, these are they young. They're like early 20s. Like, they doing shit that Biggie and D-Rock, I mean, they was in their 20s too. But they live in real life. Like, I love buying into They're just documenting like, their life. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they just talking about their life. And I love dealing with artists like that. And I just saw them. I told Kai City and Byron, I was like, yo, let's grab them up. So we just grabbed them up and we formed a partnership with them. And, and, and you know, Kenzo B uh, signed a Warner now. We just signed the Coke Boys Warner. Mm. You know what I mean? Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, we just, we're just trying to... New York missing the movement. My last two questions here. Number one, um, I've credited you, and I've said this in this interview too, that you have an amazing talent of having an ear for beats and also having an, a vision for younger artists who are going to be up. Every hot New York artist within the last, I want to say, five to seven years, you were one of their first features, yeah. one of their first cosigns. You're always first to the party. Yeah. You're never the guy who's like, yo, nah, let me wait. Yeah. You're always first. Um, where does that come from? Because, you know, yo, I, sat, I sat with Birdman not too long ago, and, 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 and his, um, his answer to me about his biggest gift is his talent to be able to spot other talent. Yeah. So that's a huge thing. Yeah, I was coming up, and Jay-Z, Nas, and these people were so far-fetched, you couldn't get a feature from them. So I, I kept on trying and trying and trying, and... You know, this is before me, Kanye, and Nas did, did the song that they did with me. And this is before all that, before I did the song with Jay-Z, through Khaled, or through whatever. So this, so I'm trying, trying to get these. I'm like, yo, damn, it's hard to make it in New York. But then I go to the back, back blocks in New York City, a place called Yonkers. I'm just sitting there making my music, and Jadakiss walk in, do a verse for me, free for New York Minute. I'm a new artist, just coming up. And just give it to me for free. And that feeling that I got was like, yo, I want to be like him. Mm. I want to help a young artist. You know, when you die, bro, nobody going to come to your funeral for what you did for yourself, bro. People going to come to your funeral for what you did for them. You know what I'm saying? And that's the mentality that I always keep when I'm coming up in the game, when I'm doing my, my thing. I'm like, I want to be able to help this artist get situated, to help his mother get out the hood, to help, you know what I'm saying, uplift them. Wherever that, like when I did the thing for Schmurder when the, that song was first coming out, yeah, I didn't ask for no money. I do that. I don't. I don't. I don't do that. I help artists because and I and you know, and when I see him, Chinks, I never made a dollar of Chinks. You know what I'm saying? When 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 Def Jam didn't know what to do with Dirk, I helped Dirk. I didn't ask for a dollar. By the way, I think that's one of the unsung things. I'm wondering what you even feel about Dirk. Like well, you know, Dirk went through a period of limbo. Yeah. Probably the worst place to be as an artist. You yeah. don't know your future. You're wondering what's going on. A label just dropped yeah. you. You're wondering if this music shit's going to make it. Your family's probably saying money's getting low. We yeah. got we to gotta get on a budget. Yeah. You still got to make it. There's yeah. a lot of pressure. Notoriously, I remember you, and I also remember Future. Yeah, both really put your hands around dirt yeah. during that period. Yeah. To see where he's going now. Yeah. What do you feel about, you know, from then to now? What do you feel about everything? Man, I love Dirk, man. Dirk, my brother. He, he's, he's at where I envisioned him at. When I first met Dirk, I saw all this. 
saying? Like, I went to Chicago in the middle of the trenches with Rondo number nine. Oh, hell and, no. And, <laughs> I would have been And there. rest in peace, Newski. Durga tell you, was in his grandmother crib with everybody. Killers from my hood, killers from his hood. We was like, we gonna get this money. You know what I'm saying? It was Coke Boy, AT, um, 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 OTF. O- OTF, and it was just like, bro, it was just like, yo, Def Jam don't know what the fuck they talking about. That's how we gonna do it, bro. And he figured it out. He's smart, man. He and one thing about Dirk and and and, and Chinks and everybody, they just wanted it. They had heart and they wanted it, and they was gonna do whatever it takes to get to it. They was they grind. You know what I'm saying? They don't stop. It, it ain't like something they just doing to do for the moment. You know what I'm saying? Like they they in it. They in it. Mm. And they're gonna keep going until they until they catch. A lot of people don't know. Dirk been grinding for for how long? He just he just caught a break. Shit. I, yeah, I know. He's been down more than he's been up. I think that's why he's one of the rare artists that feel like he's getting a lot of like his accolades now. Yeah. And people are like, yo, he been through it. Let him yeah, get it. he broke. Yeah, because usually a lot, of, a lot of times people are like, yo, nah, this thing is lucky. Why him, not me? But people seen him when he was down. Yeah. Yo, Dirk used to text me. You know, I stream on Twitch. Dirk used to be like, yo, bro, yo, is any way you could get like, you know, Friday music come out? Yeah. Like, is any way you could just play my music on your stream? We'll play two K and I'll talk yeah. about the music. Yeah, he was just texting my phone. Yeah, and this is after the Def Jam thing. He probably down like thinking, man, I yeah. hope I get back up. All of that shit, when yeah. you see he's finally back up, you got to be like, yo, nigga, I salute that. Yeah, because he had to figure it out. He didn't, because even I helped him, Future helped him. But there was a point, but there was a point when I was going through too much in my life and I couldn't even help him. And he was still going through what he was going through, mm. trying to figure it out. And he had to figure it out on his own. So Dirk always helped Dirk. You know what I'm saying? Dirk, Dirk helped Dirk. It's like how? He's smart. He's smart individual. Yeah, yeah. Same smart. with how French had to help French when he got to wherever it's at. Same with how Future had to help Future when he got to where it's at. I think same way with Drake. Drake went through that, you know what I'm saying, where everybody turned on him at one point. And it's just like, that's that's how it is, man. You're not, you're not an artist unless you can make it out of that type of situation. That's resilience, 100%. Hey, listen, I know you got to go shoot a music video. I don't want to keep you up too much. The last, very, very last question. Um, I don't even think it's a tough question. I just want to know your favorite three songs because we're watching this or everybody's watching this on Spotify. I want you to go listen to these three songs of French Montana. What's your favorite three songs? Don't got to be the biggest, but the mm-hmm. three songs that probably mean the most to you or you like the most, or maybe you like performing, who cares? Mm-hmm. What, what are those three songs? Um, it will be Mac and Cheese 3. Intro? Intro. Oh, my nigga. My <laughs> nigga. My nigga. Okay. Okay. There we go. <laughs> um, that joint, I would say... 88 Coops with Jada Kiss. By the way, I don't mean to cut you off. Hey, I've fucked with the mac and cheese intro so much that if, you know, the Blue Chills joint wasn't, like, fucking fire, yeah. I'd have been like, all right, he ain't got it, this one. That, <laughs> this ain't no, like, you, you good with the intros, nigga. Yeah, yeah. No, definitely. And for, it, it would probably be, like, three intros that I would pick. All right, hold on. So let, let, let's name it. So, yeah, yeah. Wait, is this, this on streaming service? You yeah. got mac and cheese yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mac and cheese three intro. Mm-hmm. What else? Uh, casino life intro. Casino life intro. Yeah. Did you say the coops joint? And eighty eight coops. Eighty eight coops. Yeah, that'll probably be like my three. Like, but there's a lot more. But those like, Do- okay, th- th- those are just meaningful joints. 
obviously, if you if you if you go on Spotify, there's a this is French Montana yeah. playlist. You'll get the Unforgettables. You get the Chop Chop of Downs. This, yeah. You get the Ain't, Ain't Worry About Nothing. You get about twenty other songs that he would probably body. ninety five percent of the rap game in the verses with. But you know, um, listen, man, I, I just want to say, this is no bullshit. French been my guy. Me and him, we've had a really great sure. relationship. He's been really genuine to me. And um, listen, if I wasn't really rocking with the album, I could be like, all right, well, let's just see if it works. Yeah. But this is the the album that I actually fuck with from you. At, at all. Because that's why, that's why no, everybody no, of course. Me. No, no. Well, well but, but you know, you could look 10 years ago when yeah. I was in college trying to make it. Yeah. And when I was trying to put, like, he edited it. Yeah. But I don't know if you know. That nigga behind there right there, that's uh, what I can leave. So, so he, he used to shoot all the shit when I was a DJ and I was putting together vlogs. Yeah. And I said, damn, what would sound good as a soundtrack? And I picked, um, it was, what, it was, maybe it was Sanctuary. It was either Sanctuary or one of the intros. Yeah, I can't that's, remember. That's one of the classics. And I was just like, it's fucking classic, man. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I'm just glad you've uh, been doing your thing uh, that yeah. long. Yeah. That was the first thing. Gunner. I remember I, I, remember I bumped into Gunner. Gunner was like, yo, Sanctuary. Sanctuary. For real? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Gunner. Yeah, yeah, but by the way, you know, the sad YSL. situation with the YSL. What are your quick thoughts on that before we get out of here? Man, free YSL, man. And um, it's sad, man. I feel like um, they're using, they're using our art to imprison us. And I feel like it's, it's a sad situation. You know, um, freedom. Freedom, man. It's, and and, and we got we to gotta be aware that we got the microscope on us. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's, it's sad. Like I said, I, I, I seen, I seen them give Max B seventy five years when I was in the courthouse, so nothing, nothing surprised me when it comes to the to the law. Wow, wow. Um, listen, people, thank you for um, watching this. I, I, I do want to also give French, you know, um, his flowers where it's due. Thank you, brother. When I was coming up with this podcast, when we were pitching to Spotify, if you look at the trailer for this podcast, mm -hmm. we've done over a hundred and like six episodes now. Mm -hmm. Uh, when I when Spotify said, "Hey, Act, I know you've never done a podcast before. You've done it. You've interviewed people. You never done a podcast." Yeah. It said, "Come up with a sizzle reel, like mm -hmm. a reel that we could kind of play, that people could kind of understand what you're gonna do." And I picked like three interviews. One was me. I went to Atlanta, kicking with with um, Savage, and I and, and I used like three clips from when I came to uh, L.A. and uh, me and you sat for our last. One. Remember the one oh, we yeah, told yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like. You, you know, um, you're still part of the trailer I right now. I requested you. I was like, yeah, yeah, nah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm not doing that. I just came out of ICU. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. But academics, I ain't doing no press, no nothing. I was like, drop hey, it. Hey, French, thank you so much, nah, man. Nah, Yo, nah, we nah. gonna lock in for a lot more stuff. Me and French, we, we French got my number. We talk whenever we can. For life. Um, listen, uh, make sure you stream this album, Montega. Listen, we'll get that Montega, and we're gonna play some music. He go, he go, he gonna mix the music somewhere in there in the podcast. There we go. They will be able to get a snippet. I want you to play your top three. Let them hear some vibes. That's a fact. That's a fact. All right, people, man. It's been off the record. French Montana, DJ Academics. And I'm out. Yo.